0: Hey there on this 7 6 2022. It's EDB. That's Erica Sean Barrett. And I believe it connects to this because you're ready for our Wednesday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments.
1: good
0: morning good morning good morning yes i was saying i had a teacher <laughs> named miss norman miss norman couldn't count worthless worth, a, worth I, I don't know how she became a teacher because she couldn't
1: count uh,
0: miss norman would say i'm gonna give you 15 seconds and then she'd say 15 12
1: 9 2. was she physical
0: at? no she was one of them resource ladies you might have ran into over there, bowling park. Yeah, I,
2: I thought she was physical
0: ed though. I I know Miss Norman. Um, yeah. Well, she might have done some work in physical ed. She was more of a of a resource teacher. She kind of okay. uh, filled in.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, for other teachers. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she couldn't count where it was The Wazooie. And uh, used to make me laugh every time that I would see her. Uh, But good morning to you on this uh, day six in the second half of 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're coming on down and we. I'm thankful that you're with us this morning. Mama Belle is going to play for us. Oh, okay. In just a few moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, before she plays, we're going to have our morning
1: uh,
0: communication with the good Lord. Uh, my dear grandmother is going to do that. And, and then we're going to have a conversation or two then we'll be on our way for you to go please be careful out there it's going to be a scorcher today Uh, they say 97 to 99 it's gonna feel like a thousand and ten uh-huh just like that yeah it's it's gonna be so it's gonna be so hot that you might want to stay inside you can join me and mama bell we got plenty of iced tea cookies, and we're going to watch all the soap operas. Days of our lives, as the world turns, Karen's going to come back to us. Yeah, we, see, see, no, we don't want to go to General Hospital. That's why we're trying to stay in the house. You go out there, stay long enough, you're going to be down to General Hospital. Well, that
1: was my favorite
0: one. Uhhuh. Well, I ain't trying to go down there, and I don't care what Ryan doing when we get there. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so just be careful and stay on in there. General Hospital. Bless her heart. We're going to pray for her salvation today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I need it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll just go ahead and do that right now. My dear
2: grandmother.
3: Most holy and all wise Father, we just thank you, we love you, we praise you. Thank you for this beautiful day, God. We thank you, God. That you're able to take care of us and we're gonna put our trust in you, knowing that you are there for us and you will lead us and guide us in the way that you want us to go. Teach us how to believe in you. Teach us, oh God, how to wait patiently on you. While we are waiting patiently, help us to be strong and of good courage. Help us, dear God, to Just praise you and magnify your holy name. We just thank you this morning for all you're doing and all you're going to do and all you have done, God. The songwriter said, counsel, bless him. God, we had so many blessings, we can't even name them, And we just said, thank you, God. We just thank you this morning for all things. And, oh, Mr. Father, bless everybody. Bless the speaker of the hour, God. Minister to him, God. Give him the words of encouragement. Giving the words, oh God, to strengthen us and to make us look to you for what's coming to our health and strength. We just thank you this morning. We just said thank you. And oh God, bless our neighborhood and we put it all in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen, <clears>
1: amen. <throat> a
0: I'm supposed to be talking. I was enjoying that music. I, I forgot what I'm doing with my life. Okay. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. She had a quartet going. You
1: had a little mini concert this morning. Oh, it
0: is so good. What was all them pieces? Uh, uh I
3: have decided to follow Jesus. I decided I to so follow good. Jesus. And uh-huh. Uh, after, what was the other one? Well, like I don't feel bad. Now. You don't know, and you
0: played it.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> and it was, it was I, I was feeling bad because I forgot, and again, you forgot, too, and you playing, so I don't feel bad no more. <laughs> uh, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 10, Ecclesiastes chapter number 10 and verse 19, Ecclesiastes chapter number 10 and verse 19. And then we're going to go to Malachi 3.10. I want to tie those two in today. So we're going to start with Ecclesiastes chapter 10. And then we're going to go to Malachi chapter uh, let me go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 10 Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 19 says a feast is prepared for laughter wine makes life happy and money is the answer for everything. And then in Malachi chapter 3, uh, verse 7, we're going to start. No, we're going to start with verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. How do you rob? Or how do we rob you, you ask? By not making the payment of the tenth and the contribution. You are suffering under a curse, yet you, the whole nation, are still robbing me. Bring your tent into the storehouse, so there may be food in my house. I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to break that down for you. But I want to talk to you this morning, morning, very briefly, in the time that is allotted me. Uh, It ain't going to work without a dollar. It's not gonna work without a dollar. And all those in agreement with the word respond with a howdy.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Oh. As I spend my time on this little thing called a campaign trail, I've noticed one or two things. I've noticed as we go or as I go between communities, you can see the difference in how the communities are structured. Uh, When you go into the Ghent area, or as I like to call it, the city of Ghent, you will notice that there's little businesses. There's coffee shops, the Cafe Stellas, the Cures, the Violas. uh, The list goes on and on of the establishments that are over there. One of the things that makes the city of Ghent so unique, one of the things that makes the city of Ghent work as highly as it does, and it also, the city of Ghent, the reason why many people on the outside look at them as seemingly a community that is bought and paid for by the city is because All of the resources that are in the city of Ghent are bought and paid for by the city of Ghent. They support their own coffee shops. They don't go across town for coffee. They support their own libraries. They don't go across town for libraries. They support their own swimming pools and recreation centers. And country clubs, they don't go across town for country clubs. Many of the people in those communities go to the churches in those communities. They don't go across town to worship. Everything that is done is done within the city of Ghent. There's a little piece of business over there called First Presbyterian. I don't mean to put them out there like this, but it's very unique to me. I went over there one Sunday some time ago, and, and I noticed something. They don't have a lot of room for parking. Church that size, why can't you build a bigger parking lot? And then I realized why they don't need the parking lot. They don't need the parking lot, Mama Bell, because about a third of their church constituency does not drive to church. A third of their constituency walks to church because they live within the vicinity of the church. The church was built within the community, and it is servicing the community. So the money that is brought in to the church is then used to support the community, which all comes You see why the city of is the way it is right now? Do I need to explain this a little bit more? Then you cross the tracks and you come over to our neighborhood. And we live in Chesterfield Heights, but our church is in Portsmouth. And we shop in Chesapeake. And we go to the country club in Suffolk. And we hang out on our friends in Newport News. Our dollars are scattered all across town. It's hard to find when you look at what is happening from an economic perspective, from a social perspective. It's hard to pinpoint anything because we can go to our church and inside of the pews are seven or eight different cities in one church. Whereas in the city, of again, nine times out of ten, all Miss Courtney Doyle, for those of you who don't know who she is, Miss Courtney Doyle is the council person for the city of Ghent. All Miss Courtney Doyle has to do is hit two churches over there. She can hit First Presbyterian, and then she can hit Ghent United Methodist and hold over there to St. Luke's just for good measure, St. Luke's. Is right over there. It's Episcopal Church over off of Oney Road. Mama Bell, you may know where that is. All she's got to do is hit them three churches, and she can get all the votes she needs because everybody in those three churches live in her ward nine times out of 10. They support their communities. They use their resources in their communities. Tithing has been a very dirty word, and I'm not here to talk about the money. I'm here to talk about the power of it. I'm here to talk about the, the effects of the lack of it. I'm here to point out how the struggle of our community is so vast, most in part, from the lack of resources that we have within ourselves, within our community, you have neighborhoods like Ingleside, neighborhoods like Stonebridge, neighborhoods like Middletown Arch. Those three communities alone house the doctors and the lawyers and the professors of Norfolk State University and some for ODU. Millions upon millions of dollars in annual income sit in those three communities alone. And yet, we can't find a way to have a community center. Some argue that the tax revenue within just one of those communities sits at an annual million with an assessment of close to half a billion. When you say, What is an assessment? Assessment is how much your house is worth at selling. And one community, if you went through and sold every house in the community on one day, you would make a half a billion dollars. And that's just. And And yet, a community center is a hard ask. Part of that is because we have evolved financially, but we have not evolved socially. Social involvement says that I have gained something within myself but because we have never been really acclimated to how the societal system works, we still have a welfare mentality. There's rich folks that still think like poor folks. There's rich folks that still believe in the power of the welfare check. The welfare check now doesn't come in the form of food stamps. It doesn't come in the form of WIC. It doesn't come in the form of Social Security and Medicaid and Medicare. Now it comes in the form of benefits from the man. How do I get a job that gets me benefits? When most folks think about those benefits... They don't think about the fact that all you have done is just told a man that you're going to come work for him and he's going to dictate what your retirement's going to be, what your health care's going to be, what your vacation and sick leave time, what all that's going to be. When in the big marketplaces, in the marketplaces, where well, the Gentonians, some of them sit. Some, not all. Some of them sit. They'll look at the world from the perspective of you just give me a flat rate and then I'll decide what I'm going to do with the rest. I'll decide my 401K. I'll decide my stock options. I'll decide. We won't talk about getting paid in stock options. We won't talked about when we go to a company to pay me in dividend check and dividend resources and CDs and things of that nature. We were just taught, give me a check, make sure that I can have some sick time, make sure that I can have some retirement. But if you'd got one or two stock options, can you imagine all the people who went to work for Apple in nineteen eighty? And those fine individuals that went to work for Apple in 1980, and, and they were given stock options. Some of them was given seven and 10 and 15 shares of stock. There's some employees who went around in that time, even the janitor got about five or six shares in
1: 1980.
0: Now, in 1980, Mama Bell, that stock was worth about
1: $0.10. So if you
0: had five or six shares, you had a good $0.50 of stock. Some folk laughed. I heard of a story about a man who took a job at a company. The company said that, I want you to come work for me. And he said, "Uh, all right. And he said, what's the payment plan? He told him how much he's going to pay him. And he said, what's my retirement look like? He said, I'm going to pay you or your retirement is stock options. Uh, right. and he looked at the company. He went home, and he was a little bit smart in that kind of thing, you see. And so he went home, and he did his little research, did his little homework. And he looked at what the company looked like, and he looked at the resources of the company. He looked at uh, all the different parts of it, and he came back and he says, all right, you can pay me in stock options. All the black folks, Mama Bear, laughed at him because, He was dumb. Don't make no sense. See, we ain't going to get paid no stock options because don't you know the stock options is only worth 10 cents a share, and you're going to pay, you're going to get this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, well, the way I see it, I got to work for at least 30 years. In order for me to get my proper social security, I got to put in that 30 years. Well, you should have got a good retirement. He said, well, I got stock options. He had about 20-something shares. As a matter of fact, Mama Bell, he took a cut in some of his salary in order to increase his stock options. They laughed at him and thought he was crazy. But he took that 20 some shares and a little piece of business called Google. Mom Bell, I don't know if you noticed, but Google now known as Alphabet, with that 20 some shares that was 15 cents a share when he got it, is now worth almost $4,000 a share. That's you, right. You do the math on that one, if you please. Pre- Your offering into the storehouse.
2: I got to remember the last that there
0: might be meat
2: in my house.
0: Bring your offering into the storehouse that there might be opportunity in my house. I come to submit to you that if we focus on opportunity if we focused on what the world would look like if we invested in opportunity. You wouldn't have to invest in street lights and cameras on your homes and automobile alarms and ADT. You wouldn't have to invest in that if we invested in humans. If we invested in a child that is broken and a child that is bored. If we had after school programs to facilitate and to keep these young people occupied, we wouldn't have to invest in condoms. It wouldn't matter whether or not Roe v. Wade was on the books because the children wouldn't have time to go out and get abortion because they wouldn't have time to have sex. Right. If we invested, I look at everybody who's arguing and fighting over whether or not we should allow contraceptives, or whether or not we should allow uh, sexual education classes, or whether or not we should allow people to go out of the country or go out of the state. In Mississippi, they're putting in a new law, Mama Bell, that that puts the pregnancy sniffing dogs mm. in the airports. Oh, man. $6.7 $6. million dollars is going to cost <laughs> the state of Mississippi to put sniffing pregnancy dogs in the airports to sniff mothers when they leave and then sniff them when they come back to make sure that they didn't go somewhere else to get an abortion. You spent $6 million on that and won't invest $6 million or $6 in a basketball program. You spent $6 million on sniffing dogs. Well, won't invest $16 in a young girl's lemonade stand and a spelling bee. Bring your tithes and your offerings into the storehouse. What are our churches doing when they're laying dormant from Sunday to Sunday pillar the post? What are they doing? when we're collecting millions upon millions of dollars on Sunday that has no record of where it's going between the two occasions. I'll tell you what we can do with it. We can invest, not in preaching to people. If there's one thing that I've come to realize and, and I got a big crowd today, so I feel like I'm supposed to talk about this. I'm sorry if you came here for something else. There's a nice crowd today. If y'all came here to hear something else, this is you're going to get. I'm so very sorry. But it's a good thing you're going to talk about me now. I come to realize, Mama Bell, that folks is tired of sermons without action. Everybody want to preach, but don't nobody want to practice. And so if we're going to win the next generation, we have to stop preaching. And I say this to me as the preacher who has to go lay in the fetal position about three hours after Sunday service because he tired. Preaching is tiring. I don't know how y'all do it. But practice. Prepare the people. Love the people. Do for the people. Somebody hungry don't want to hear a sermon. They want some food. Peter, do you love me? Of course I do, Jesus. But we'll go over there and feed them. Have a picnic. Don't have a revival. Have a, have a barbecue. The people are hungry. And if you feed them, if you like with them a little bit, if you encourage them a little bit, you'll find that everything will be all right. I'm going to bring this to a close. Brother then going to come and pray for us. But this morning, I would like for us to. Number one, as I said, our subject. It all comes down to a dollar. I don't know how I said it earlier. But that's the bottom line. It all comes down. a dollar, without money, without investing, we can have all the revivals, we can preach, we can pray, we can slap on all, we can go out there and yamakama, yamakama, you can do anything you want. But you can yamma, kama, yamma, kama, and Dominion going to turn your lights off. You can yamma, kama, yamma, kama, and natural gas going to turn your gas off. Yamma, kama, yamma, kama, kama. and the repo man going to take your house. And Don Hemsley going to slap a notice on your door for back taxes. And just like you can't yamma, kama, yamma to get those things done, we can't yamma, kama, yamma build our community. Now I know you broke, and I don't want you to feel that this is a bullying tactic. Again, it ain't it ain't asking for a dime. I told you to think about it, because you got kids that's got money, that ain't doing nothing with it. That's how you go bully, bully them. Tell them take the beer money. They 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 need to stop drinking anyway. But think about what can we do in our communities. In our churches. And then ask yourself when you write your tithe check, and I'm gonna let you go, Pastor Brother Dennis gonna come pray. When you write your tithe check in a minute. One minister came up to me the other day and he said, Eric, he said, I went to my members and I sat down and I talked to him. I'm gonna let you go with the summer. Please give me a few more minutes. He said I went to my members, and he said, I'm sick and tired of preaching the old gospel. And Mama said, you all right, Mama? He said, no, I'm not. And he sat down, and he had a binder. I wish I could show you how thick it is, but if you take your thumb and and spread your fingers apart as far, that binder still can't fit in between it. And he sat down for three Wednesday nights, and he showed the people every dime that was coming in and out of the church. He showed them, and he showed them. And he said, you know what? Don't y'all ever come to church and don't know where the money going.
3: Don't y'all ever
0: come to church and don't ask what we are doing for the community. And when you write your tithe check, if there's a doubt in your mind, before you put it in the box, you come and you ask me, Pastor, what are we doing this month? What are our goals? What is our vision? Who are we trying to reach this month? What is this tithe check going to do? Yes, it's to God, but God has requirements. And it's about time that we demand to know what the requirements God has laid on our church leaders. I pray for you today. I pray for our leaders today. I pray for strength. I pray for courage. I pray for the ability to build our communities, not just preaching to them. Churches spend $40 million on evangelism and two cents on feeding them. These are facts. Pray for them today. Pray for ourselves today that we'll be bold soldiers when we write our tithe checks, that we will not have a problem with saying, I can put my money somewhere else. We'll take our money out of Walmart when we want to protest. We'll take our money out of Target. It's time we take our money out of crazy preacher's hands, too, and put it in the hands of people. I ain't tell you bring it here, but put it somewhere. That's gonna benefit not just you, but your community. Would you pray for that today? Pray over your pastors. Pray over your friends. Brother Dennis is gonna come pray over us corporately while you're praying silently. You can call your pastor's name out, your other church members out, your friends out. Quietly as he transitions into pray. Think about those people. Lay them on the altar. Ask the Lord to speak to them. Maybe even send them this tape. It's going to be online in a few minutes. Send them, try to figure out how to do it. Then call me. We figure out how to get to them. And let them hear it. It starts with our dollar. If we pray a dollar, we can change the world. Pray for us right now, Brother Dennis. Good morning
2: let's pray. Father God we thank you for this opportunity to come together midweek and study your word and hear your word. Lord we know that you are uh, in control of all of us. You're in control of all our resources. You know where our money goes and where our heart is and we just ask that you combine those two together. Our resources and our heart should be going to you. Lord we know that your work will never be finished and while our lives should be uh, hooked with yours that we may continue to do the work that you ask us to do. Lord, we just ask you to be with us, be with our families. Lord, be with our city council people, our mayors, our legislators, our president, our preachers, and most of all be with us, Lord. Give us the knowledge that you have for us. Give us the knowledge that we know where our time is going. It's going to you and for your benefit, Lord. We just ask you to continue to bless us, be with our families, give us strength, be with us until we come together again on Sunday morning. God bless. Have a great, great week. Amen and amen. Mm
3: Amen.
2: Amen.